Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton Thompson. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported more than 3,000 women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. Together, we'll break your past patterns and eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am here after a two-week break. I'm back with Christopher. What up, everybody? How you doing? Happy Saturday. We are, we are actually both imbibing right now. Can I get a cheers? Can I get a little toasty toast? Toasty toast. Toasty toast to a fussy baby that is now asleep. Yes. Fingers crossed. You want to tell them what we're drinking? We are drinking... I don't know if we should. We're not getting paid to tell people what we're drinking. <laughs> Well, then I wouldn't talk about a whole lot. All right. It's a, it's a seltzer drink called Ranch Water. Which I feel like since it's called water, it's like automatically better for you. Right. Yeah. Uh, but this, this flavor is called spicy. And it's a hard seltzer, but it doesn't tell you what kind of alcohol is in it, which right. bugs me. It is made with alcohol. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's, spi- it's, it's like got a little kick to it, but it's not. Uh, yeah. It's agave, lime juice, jalapeno. And some kind of liquor. And, and a liquor. We just don't know what one. Anyway, we don't usually drink when we're recording, but it's like maybe, eight o'clock at maybe night. Maybe we'll start. I don't know. And I had a particularly. It, it depends. It we de- might start. We it might depends start. on the feedback that's, of the episode. That's exactly right. <laughs> if this goes well, we might now start drinking as we record. I actually, you had said this earlier today. I don't drink very much. No. Um, and especially not for the last two years. But right. little seltzer. Um, you know what we're giving away today? Um, we're gonna give you do away. Know. Uh, yeah, I, I think I do because it's it's works really well. I know the last time you gave it away, it Got was really, 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 questions. really a lot of questions. So it's probably Relief Plus. Yes, it is. Yes. And you guys have probably heard me say this. So um, I actually, I talked about this, but you haven't been here for it. I have apologized to you, but not directly to you. So now that you're here, I owe you an apology because. Yes, you do. Like uh, for months, I would complain about my knees hurting and you were like, you want some relief? And every single time I was like, no, I'm fine. But I wasn't fine. And it's such a dumb thing. Like, why do we do that? I don't know. But you, so for me, three days on relief, my knee pain went away. Then we ran out and I thought we had more because we always have a serious stash, but I had given it away like three weeks in a row. Like you do. So we didn't have any more, which is why Chris is always like, don't give away edge. But then I gave away relief. Finally got it. Thank goodness. I'm still feeling good in the knee department. But um, somebody messaged me and asked, is it something that you need to take every day or is it something that you only take like if you have like a headache or something like that? You, you don't you need take it, to you take, take it, it every day, but it, it compounds. It does. It has like a cumulative effect. So you usually take it if you have a headache. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Or if you're like hurting from the gym or something yeah, like that. Yeah, oh, definitely. I take it now every day because, well... Even though my knee pain is gone, I'm still taking it every day because it's an all-natural anti-inflammatory. And as I've said before, 
inflammation is the starting point for all disease. So I think it's super, super, super important. And it's just all natural, good for you ingredients. So I should be taking it every day. I am just really, really bad. I know. If I don't leave them out on the counter for you, you're not super stellar about taking your supplements. Right. Because it's just one more thing for me to do in the morning. And that's that's my mentality and it's wrong. I got to work on it. Yeah. I'll start putting your stuff out. Um, I get up before you. I can put it out at night. I go to bed after you. I can put it out when you're awake. You don't have to be asleep for me to put it's it out. It's not supposed to be a, a surprise. It's not like no. presents for Christmas. No, weirdo. <laughs> What's going to be left on the Let's counter for Christmas? We're going to announce the winner at the end of the show. Let's get to the first question because baby could wake up any moment. Yes, he could. Yeah. Question number one. You've shared that one of your priorities is a large family. Fact. What steps are you taking to either help you get pregnant... You were trying to enunciate so obviously. Will you stop? To a place where you can get pregnant yeah, and maintain a healthy pregnancy. So what am I doing to either get pregnant or get healthy so that I can get pregnant? Well, um, (laughs) Sorry, one of the other takes of this, I... He was like mumbling. I I marble-mouthed the entire question (laughs) and she made fun of me for not not, not enunciating. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, there. so the question is, <laughs> what steps am I taking to either get pregnant or get healthy enough to get pregnant and Correct. maintain a healthy pregnancy? Because, yes, I want a lot of kids. And in terms of, like, my time frame for that, I'm a little old to be being like, I want a big family. So right now, because Roman is still exclusively nursing, getting pregnant right now is it's difficult. Yeah, like probably going to have to wait till he's either like sleeping through the night because that gives me a break from nursing. He won't take a bottle, so I can't pump and give him stuff. Although those of you who respond on Instagram with suggestions, thank you. We tried them all. None of them worked. Next. Yeah, you're full of it. (laughs) But we'll keep trying. Yeah, Um, keep the suggestions coming. Yeah, we'll keep trying. So the big one right now is tracking my cycle, which has returned just so that I can see. And I'm, I'm not going to go into the specific new device that I'm using because I just started using it about a month ago. So I want to give it another month or two to see if I like it. But it's very, very cool because instead of, so with traditional ovulation at home tests, you pee on a stick, it gives you a plus or minus. Plus you're fertile, minus you're not. You know, plus is you're closer to ovulation, minus you're not close to ovulation. Well, I have this new one, and again, give me a little time to try it out, see if I want to talk about it. Um, the, and I'm, they're not paying me to do this, obviously. Uh, it gives you an exact value. So it gives you a number daily for estrogen and a number daily for luteinizing hormone. Um, and they have a different test that gives you a number for progesterone to confirm ovulation. So and I'm, that is really cool for people that know what you're talking about. Well, if you're trying to get pregnant, you probably do. Um, But I'm really, really loving that. The other thing that I'm doing is acupuncture, um, trying to get Roman to take a bottle. Because the reason that that's important is because when you're breastfeeding, every single time that you nurse, prolactin goes up. That's a hormone. It gets elevated. And that suppresses the hormones that you need in order to ovulate. And so having even a break in your nursing, like overnight, can be enough to keeps prolactin low enough in that period to normalize some of your other hormones. So for us, that is a big priority. If, and something we've talked about is like, we don't know if we're doing IVF or not. Um, If we wanted to do IVF, uh, Roman would have to be fully weaned and we're nowhere near that. No. So, yeah. Um, Nutrition is a big part of it. So there's a whole kind of philosophy around diet for fertility and I'm kind of moving in more of that direction and then supplements are huge 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 part of it. CoQ10. It's incredible. CoQ10. 
You're such a weirdo. <laughs> you did that on purpose, <laughs> didn't you? CoQ10, probiotics, seed cycling, adaptogens for stress management, huge. I think the relief is a big part of it too because any inflammation in your body can impair pregnancy because it can impair your the ability of your eggs to travel. It can impair implantation and all sorts of things. So that's that. We'll talk more about that as oh, we go. Nice. Yeah. How do you achieve your goals without fear? So the very first thing that came to my mind with this question is just achieve your goals with fear. Yeah. You know, like it's it's okay. And honestly, I really do believe that if your goals don't intimidate you a little bit and that for some people might be on the spectrum of fear and for other people it might not be. Goals might not be high enough. Yeah, they're not they're not big enough. So instead of feeling like fear is a problem, understand that fear is just feedback. Fear is feedback that maybe this means a lot to you or it's uncharted territory. So let's not think that fear with regards to your goals is bad. It's just feedback. It's telling you that like you care and this matters to you and your performance matters to you. That's okay. However, there is a way to overcome the fear and that is through perspective. So I actually have a whole chapter about this in my book that comes out at the end of October called Tools for the Trenches. And to just kind of give you the backstory of the setup of this chapter, I started wearing contact lenses when I was in the second grade. And she hasn't taken them out since. <laughs> it gives me so much crap because I'm terrible, <laughs> terrible at taking my contacts out. She's like, as good at taking your contacts out as I am taking my supplements. You're probably better at taking your supplements, <laughs> oh, to boy. be honest. Um, so I... I tell the story about going to the eye doctor to get a new prescription. And, you know, they put that like, it's called an occluder, this little, you know, black framey thing with two holes that you look through. It's called an occluder. And they basically like flip back and forth between different lenses. Have you ever had that, Chris? Nope. Oh, because you have perfect uh, vision. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So for those of you who haven't had the experience of, of that at the eye doctor, basically they're like clicking between different lenses and they're saying, is it more clear like this or like this? And there's very, very slight differences. But through one, it might be a little more blurry. Through another, it might be more clear. And they constantly adjust. And you might see like 20 different options. Is it better like this, like this, like this, like this? Is it more clear now or is it less clear? And I really feel like our perspective or the way we think about things is the same thing. And in the chapter of the book, I talk about how in the aftermath of our daughter dying, I was really angry about a lot of things mm -hmm. and at a lot of people. And at some point... Including ourselves. For sure, 100%. Um, at, at some point, I was ready to not be angry at some things and some people. Still, yeah. still ready to be angry for some things. But, and I had to ask myself, like, how can I see this to not be so angry? Because if I look at it like this, they should have done this. They should have said this. They dropped the ball here. I'm legit angry. That is valid. However, that is not the only perspective. Right. So how do I have to think about it? How do I have to kind of see it in order to feel less angry? And there's a whole chapter about that, but it makes me think of that question with fear. How do you have to think about your goals to be excited and not fearful? How do you need to think about them in order for the fear to totally go away? I think you can do that with enthusiasm. You can do it with a sense that like, Failure is part of the journey. No big deal. And it's, it's never final as or, long as you keep going. Or just what if you succeed? Yeah. What if, what's that look like? Yeah. And I think that the, the positive anticipation and enthusiasm can, through that perspective, the fear is smaller or it might go away. But at the same time, do it with fear. Who gives a care? Yeah. Also, fear is a liar. Yeah. Because you create your results. Damn right. Thanks. You've been here for a while, haven't you? Just saying. Yeah. All right. What you got next? What is the top secret 
to consistency? I think this is one of those questions where, like, if you ask me next week, I might have a different answer because it kind of depends on, um, I got to take a sip of my ranch water here. Journaling, folks. <laughs> Journaling. Well, kind Get of. Get a changemaker's journal <laughs> or an identity journal or both, but journal. Well, here's what I'm thinking on that. In all seriousness. In, in all seriousness. <laughs> The top secret to consistency is paying attention to what matters to you, right? Because to go back to Chris's example of like you're terrible at taking your supplements, right? right? How do you stay consistent? By staying top of mind, having top of mind, paying attention to that goal more often. If you paid attention to that goal twice a day, you would take your supplements, twice right? Twice a day, that'd it's be just awkward. That, it's just that twice as fast. you aren't paying attention, right. right? You're paying attention to other things. You aren't paying attention to that thing. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get more consistent with that thing, pay attention. That is why I like to use journaling because right. that is one of the tools, really the primary tool For paying attention. that I use to pay attention. So working out. If you just set the intention in the morning to get a workout in, Chances are, by the end of the day, you're not going to do it. You have to constantly pay attention to it. Like for you, you just got back into CrossFit, Chris. Sure did. After taking some time off since when Roman was born. And Even it's not then. It's not enough to be like, in the morning, oh, I'm going to go to the 5.30 class today. You have to think about it as you go through your day. Am I on track to be home in order to get there in time? You're communicating with me about it. Like, I'm going to come home at this time. I'll watch the baby for a little bit. Then I'm going to go to the gym. Right. You're... It's on your mind many times throughout the day. Yes. Once a day is not enough. If you just thought about it when your alarm went off in the morning, you wouldn't get there. Correct. Right? So I really believe that paying attention is the top secret to consistency. I write down my goals every single day in my journal. My journal stays open on my desk as I work. So that's, ask me next week, I might have a different answer, but that's, that's how I feel today. Yeah, that's all right. Answers change as information comes in. There you go. What we got next. Is there any way of eating that is more beneficial to weight loss from menopause or hormone fluctuations? Yeah, I would say um, the big thing here is going to be staying away from gluten, gluten, as well as um, any sort of bioidentical hormones in food. So I, if, if I were in this place at menopause, I would not have any dairy, I would not have any gluten, and I would minimize sugar because all of those are endocrine disruptors mm-hmm. and we just don't need anything that is going to cause any sort of hormonal upheaval. However, I've done episodes on menopause and talking specifically about fat loss. So go to primalpotential.com, search menopause, that episode will come right up. But ditch dairy, ditch gluten, stay away from sugar, really focus on like whole foods, right? Not too much, whole foods, um, lots of all natural, naturally occurring fats, avocado, Mm. salmon, that sort of thing. But yeah. Mm. No gluten, no dairy, minimal sugar. Boy, am I glad I won't go through menopause. I'm sure you are. I love dairy. Yes, you do. Chris is a big milk drinker. Oh, I love milk. I'm not a milk she drinker. She thinks I'm strange for it, but y'all can back me up. No. Hate mail goes to Elizabeth. The only thing, the only time I've really liked milk, Rumi, enough. <laughs> dog. If it's not the baby, it's the dog. Like, geez, is a goat going to run through the living room next? Probably. Oh, gosh. Maybe in pajamas. I know. The I only, the only um, time I was really into milk was I got into chocolate milk when I was pregnant. Yeah. I think with Roman. And I, I just love milk. Next question. Why am I always starting over and never keeping going? Well, probably because you have ADHD. (laughs) It is common. (laughs) No. I'll tell you right now, we get really into things and we learn everything about it and we do it and we're like, yes. And then we don't finish the project and next. Disagree. So, okay. 
let's break it down. Why do I? Because this happens whether you have ADHD or not. Fair enough. Um, why am I always starting going and I never keep going? Because you talk yourself into stopping and you stop. You, you know that it's a pattern. And it, I just did a webinar um, last night with my twelve weeks to transformation folks. And we were talking about how so often we focus on behavior change. Like, I need to get up earlier. I need to eat better. I need to stop snacking at night. I need to go to the gym. But the reality is that you talk yourself into or out of all of those choices. So where you really need to focus is on changing how you think. Why do you keep stopping? Like, why do you never keep going? Because you are thinking in a way that justifies that. Like, I'll start tomorrow. I'll do better next time. Anything like that. You have to focus on changing your thoughts. That is why the 12 Weeks to Transformation exists. That's why that this podcast exists, quite frankly. Oh, that's my I set an alarm so we would remember to record and the alarm just went off. Hey, we're doing it. Yeah, got it. Next. Um but yeah, why? Because you talk yourself into it. Because you think in a way that justifies that. Like, why do I always set one intention in the morning and then blow it at night? Because it, at night, you're creating the case for it. You are thinking in a way that's like, oh, I'll do better tomorrow. I'm so tired. I don't really care. This one thing won't hurt. It's your thoughts. Hmm. And it's interesting to think starting over and not continuing on. I mean, it could just be a break and not necessarily starting over. Yeah, then the matter is consistency. I mean, unless right? you're yeah. talking about 75 hard, in which case if you don't, if you stop, you are starting over. Yeah, yeah. And it's just being inconsistent, yeah. Yeah. Next question. Last question. You're asking me or am I asking you? Mm, I'm asking you. Fine. Yeah. Just once. Just How? Once. You want me to ask you? <laughs> how, do, how to keep motivated and not feel burned out. So I, I have answered this one a million times. I don't think you stay motivated. Like motivation. Well, motivation only gets you so far. Well, not only that, motivation is like happiness or sadness. Like right. there's states of emotion that are fleeting. The problem is not that you get unmotivated. The problem is that you are only acting when you are motivated. Think about it this way. Do you only feed your kids when you're in the mood to cook a meal? Yes. No. No. I mean, no, it's like I meant no. <laughs> it's like nursing, right? I, I Am I, I motivated studied. to breastfeed? No, and I do it <laughs> anyway. But the fact of the matter is, we don't we don't operate with that understanding when it's something like eating well or going to the gym. Guys, we have tons of experience in knowing we can do it unmotivated. Right. Right. We're not usually motivated to empty the dishwasher. Go to work unmotivated. Right. <laughs> I mean, so how to keep motivated? You don't. Like, it's great when you're motivated. It's fine when you're not. There are things you can do to get motivated, like thinking about your goals and thinking about the kind of person you want to be and thinking about the parts of the journey that you enjoy. That is all real. But even when you do that, are you going to then stay motivated? No. You might yeah. wake up tomorrow and be totally unmotivated. An hour might go by and you're totally unmotivated. That's okay. You don't need to be motivated. Now, the second part is burnt out. I think a lot of burnout. Now, there's clearly endocrine burnout. That is a very real thing. That's not what I'm talking about here, but just the sense of like, I don't want to, aside from hormonal disruptions like, um, oh, you know what I'm talking about, uh, adrenal fatigue. That's on the tip of my tongue. So feeling burnt out is, is often when it's not the hormonal side of things. It's just perspective, right? You're like talking yourself into how shitty things are and how hard things are. And I just don't think it needs to be this way. Let me give you an example. I saw a post on Instagram that, the other day. Um, a friend of mine has had her, her cancer come back. And uh, actually a couple of my friends. And, and one of them shared a post from a young mother who just lost her battle to breast cancer. Mm. And it's terrible each time I see it. But this time when I saw it, I was like, 
if I were diagnosed with breast cancer tomorrow, would I think I wish I had done more for my health? I wish that I had taken it more seriously when I could. I wish that I hadn't justified not taking care of myself for the sake of pleasure for so long. Like I, I and I really feel that because because years, guys, I was over 350 pounds. I'm not talking about a cupcake on my birthday, right? I'm talking about decades of binge eating, and I and and it struck me, and that perspective of like. It could happen to me. I could be the one diagnosed with anything. It could be you. We could get hit by a bus. Like we, we could, anything could happen. And I don't ever want to feel like I should have taken better care of myself when I could. Mm. And that reinvigorates me to do the things I need to do, to eat well, to make good choices, to get the workout in, to take my supplements and all of that kind of stuff. So that's what I mean when I say that oftentimes perspective can be a matter of of burnout. Like I'm just... It's just too much. Is it really though? Is it really though? Because I certainly have days and moments, probably not days, but moments of like, I'm just exhausted from caring for Roman, right? Like maybe he was up all night and he's been fussy all day and I've nursed a hundred times. And, and in that moment where I start to feel like, ugh, I remember how I felt when Dagny died. Mm -hmm. And I know that I felt like I would have stayed up every single night for the rest of my life to do whatever it took to keep her healthy. And that changes everything. Noted. It does. It does. Like that is a very real, that that is a very, very real sentiment. And I think that that's what I mean when I say that burnout is often a matter of perspective. You know, I know people who have, in fact, my friend Morgan, you guys have heard me talk about Morgan. He started the world's only virtual CrossFit gym. Brilliant. And the reason he did it Brilliant idea. The, the, his name's Morgan Bungers. His dad's name was Jim Bungers. And his dad was fit and healthy. He ran marathons. Like he was just the, the picture of health. And then he was diagnosed. And in a matter of months, he lost his ability to even put his shoes on. Mm-hmm. And that's why Morgan has such a passion for helping people take great care of their physical bodies because it's a it's an opportunity and he always says when he's coaching he says we get to do this we get to do this we get to show up here and we get to work hard this is not something we have to do this is something we get to do and so when we have a perspective of burnout we just can change the way we think a little bit and it changes everything yeah i mean scheduling time for yourself is important too i've heard about that the baby is awake, so I'm going to announce the winner. Would you like to go? Is he awake? He has his eyes are wide open. Are you sure? Anyway, I'm going to announce the winner. All right. Of Relief Plus, which is like the new thing I'm hot on because Chris told me to take it forever and ever, and I just was. I would take it if I had a headache, I but know, for chronic pain, and my knees were bothering me for months where I didn't feel like I could squat comfortably I or know. box jump or anything like that. I had that. to hear about it. So um, congratulations at Michaela de Blasio. I like that name. Isn't that a cool name? Which one? Both of them. Okay. Like I just like I just like Michaela De Blasio. It's, like, a, just, it's a strong name. It is a strong name. So it's email a very me, name. Elizabeth at primalpotential.com. Tell me you were the winner for episode nine eighteen. Include your mailing address, and I'll put relief Absolutely. plus in the mail to you. Congratulations. Yeah. All right, everybody. Have That's a wonderful week. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Time for me to drink my ranch water. Be safe out there and take care of your bodies. That's exactly right. Talk to you soon. 
Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed it, make sure to take a few seconds to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening. It not only supports the show in a huge way, but it also automatically enters you into our weekly product giveaway. For more tools, tips, and strategies on creating change, check out my first book, Chasing Cupcakes, and follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Remember, every choice is a chance, and I'll see you next time.